0: This is episode 46 titled Addiction Counseling Transform Now with Rebecca Freedom on the AlternativeHealthTools.com podcast where together we discover alternative health tools and wisdom from practitioners and experts.
1: But the highest level, I guess you could say, the level that I operate at as a psychic is to say, let's see what's going on on the spiritual level. So biology... Plus spirituality equals psychology, and that's where the counselors sit. They stand in the gap of biology and spirituality, and um, and the work spiritually is to really get them connected. This is where relationships are so impactful. We we are not islands. Isolation separation is is just part of the disease. It's part of the disease and. Again, everybody is impacted.
0: Good afternoon, Rebecca.
1: Good afternoon.
0: And I wanted to welcome everyone back to alternativehealthtools.com tools.com the podcast. And it is all about alternative health tools from practitioners and experts that are actually walking the talk. And Rebecca is one of those who I met uh, probably about a month ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Synchronicity (laughs) brought us together.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which is often the case, certainly Mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of times people say, oh, what do you do? But I like to know first sort of like, who are you?
1: human being, <laughs> but
0: busy, busy,
1: a, a busy doing. Right. And yeah. so who am I is, uh, I've, I'm learning a lot about myself as time goes on. There's this like sweet spot, I think, um, at age 36 where you're still straddling youth a little bit and the humility of mortality. <laughs> so, mm-hmm that's kind of really coming to the forefront of who i am but in my practice in my life i am a psychic relationship counselor so i specialize in helping people go through the transition of breaking up Mm -hmm. finding their life purpose Mm -hmm. and really um stepping into authenticity
0: nice so is it actually more than breaking up with a Individual, or could it be breaking up with several different things, like an old job or an old idea you might have for yourself, or that's just not working anymore? Or are you sticking to relationships?
1: Um, my specialty is relationships, but mm-hmm. the framework of transition mm-hmm. is is everywhere, right? Like mm-hmm. that's, um, and that's why I name my business Transform Now Counseling because there's there's such powerful. Um, Spaced to be able to just use and leverage those hard transitions, if it's divorce or mm-hmm. or a death in the family or um health issues, whatever it is, uh, it's really sort of the the great catalyst for transformation, and mm-hmm. that's what I specialize in helping people get through
0: that's nice, mm-hmm. yeah before we get into the topic of the day, which will be addiction, mm-hmm. it's like you've had quite a bit of training, right? Mhm, yeah, so
1: yeah both both street training, I guess you could say, and, and life, <laughs> life training mostly, and then also um, formal training. So I've spent quite a bit of time in school, I would say seven years total with my undergrad and graduate getting uh, degrees in psychology, understanding human behavior. And then um, I'm I guess, fortunate enough to have the Irish-Scottish side of my family. So, I know a wee little bit about drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and the Italians, too. So, I'm, you know,
0: yeah.
1: definitely training in, in, the, in the field of family issues. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Yeah. Nice, nice. So, where do you want to start with talking about addiction?
1: I just really want to acknowledge for everybody who's listening mm-hmm. just how prevalent it is it's just it's Mm. it's not this rarity that we think of and um and there's a little there's there's a lot of shame around being an addict or using drugs Mm -hmm. and and then also the distinction between well i'm on prescription drugs versus street drugs versus um whatever so i just want to acknowledge that Addiction impacts all of us. Every single person on the planet. Um, whether it's just like six degrees of separation, there's some people that, you know, it's 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 a long reach, and there's others that is really direct that it's impacting their lives, their choices. And I just wanna Lots to agree- of family members. Yeah, lots of family members. So in talking about addiction, I just want to acknowledge for those listening, like I get it. I get you. I get the impact it has and want to like really kind of dive deep into some different perspectives mm-hmm. about
0: it. Mm-hmm. And people don't like to talk about it, do they? That's it's, yeah. That's a tough one.
1: Yeah. That's a shame aspect of it is keep it secret. Mm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And there's a saying in the field, we're sick as our secrets.
0: Where? Say that again?
1: I said there is a saying in the right. field that we are as sick as our secrets. Oh, wow.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so I can kind of go into a little bit around, you know, what is addiction? Like mm-hmm. what is it? Mm-hmm. And my perspective of addiction is separation from God.
0: Mm.
1: It's just in in reading kind of the Course in Miracles and just reading other studies, religious texts, different Scientific texts. Um, there's the current rat study that's out. That's like the the <laughs> depressed using rat was isolated alone and had just cocaine water to drink. And they're like, oh, look, he's drinking so much cocaine water. Well, if you're in a room alone with cocaine water, yeah, <laughs> like what else are you gonna do? Right. And um, and then they put that rat in like a happy playground with other rats, that socialized, and he was like not so much with the cocaine. <laughs> so really? yeah, so they're just showing that the um that one of the antitheses of addiction is connection. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I say like our biggest uh our biggest cultural addiction or global addiction mm-hmm. is separation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, we're separate from
0: although yeah, maybe in indigenous cultures maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. A lot Mm -hmm. of those cultures don't stray too far. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, but certainly
0: in our culture, it's really changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, what I see, and I, you know, it's a model I've sort of realized, is that it used to be that at the top of the at the top Mm -hmm. was God, Mm -hmm. man, man's business, government, Mm -hmm. and business. Mm -hmm. The whole thing's been flipped around. God seems to be at the bottom of Mm -hmm. it. Would you agree? Not for everyone,
1: but. right? <clears throat> well, one of the reasons I specialize in relationship things is because um, romantic love is the last deity we haven't completely killed. Yep. We'll still worship it. We'll still, mm-hmm. you know, slave our lives away for this great escape that is romance and mm-hmm. and the you know the freaking Titanic, <laughs> like on this you know on the bow of the boat or whatever. So. Have we flipped God around? We've certainly taken every single thing from you see it in the movies from like bad mom and bad Santa, and you know, like and just taken the extreme behaviors and turned the volume up on them, i.e., quote unquote reality TV. I was like, whose reality is this? Yeah, like whose reality, right? It's a reality of separation. So when you say, have we turned. God upside down. Yeah, we have, we have, and this is part of the perpetuation of addiction. Mm-hmm. 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 The other, so for the, again, for those listening, I just want to kind of go through the different bullet points. One, just empathy towards addiction impacts all of us. And then the second thing is addiction is really separation. So separation, what I mean by that is that we all have our uh, escape mechanisms. We all have the, um, you know, shopping, Amazon is definitely an outlet for people um, because we're all made in the image and likeness of God. And I don't want people to get hung up on the God word. So I'm going to kind of use AA's thing of God or the forest as you know it to be, you know, spirit, as, yeah, spirit, nature, nature you know, laughter, whatever, whatever that is for you. Like I'm, I'm, it's not about a particular dogma when I say that, that we all have our way of, uh, believing in fear, (laughs) you know, believing in fear versus believing in God or love or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, when I say separation, I mean, escape, Believing in fear, stinking thinking. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> whatever. So that's a second point. But then the third point I really want to dive into is what do we do about it? Okay. Right? What do we do? Uh, or how do we be to really shift that reality? And that's where the alternative perspective I think really.
0: Great. Kind of helps. Let's let's dive into it. Okay. Great. So what is your perspective on that?
1: Well, I feel just humbled and blessed to be a psychic, to have this level of ability, a strong sixth sense. Mm -hmm. And it has provided me with the perspective that addiction, when specifically substance abuse, like using meth or um, Oxy or um, opiates, or um, sometimes it, you know, sometimes cannabis, sometimes mushrooms, like even in those realms, whatever you do to alter your state, Mm -hmm. an extrasensory state, can really open you up to what I would say the spiritual realm. And again, to use um, a quote from the Bible is that our war is not against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities and powers. So without going too far into the Apocrypha (laughs) or anything like that, principalities and powers are a hierarchy of angels. So in the 1600s, the Catholic Church put angels into a hierarchy, um, archangels being at the top, and we're familiar with some of them, Michael, Gabriel, Mm, and so on. And then there's um, cherubim and seraphim. So we know about those, like the cherubs are like the little love angels we see on Valentine's Day. And seraphim, I don't know. Google it. I <laughs> don't. And, um, and principalities and powers, I think, are considered the fallen angels, the ones who... Um, they, the, I think the story goes, again, you can fact check me, is that um, Lucifer was the angel of light and music. And he was walking around heaven being like, I'm a badass, Mm-hmm. What I don't need, you know, like it was like some sort of like turf war, like the West Side Story or something, and he was like, "I'm out of here," and God's like, he he, and he took one third of the angels with him, and I e that's what principalities and powers are—angels that were like, we don't need God, we're you know we're gonna do our th- own thing. So the mythology, if you will, goes that they are beings without bodies roaming the earth Mm -hmm. and, you know, doing gang warfare, (laughs) if you will. And they are the harmonics of, like, shame and greed and guilt and the seven deadly sins and gluttony. And they keep those energies, fear, basically perpetuated. Mm -hmm. Now, the motivation of this I don't know i'm i'm not that deep of a scholar in this except to say obviously if you look around at your neighbor or yourself we've all had a depression Mm -hmm. we've all had a, a sadness or even sometimes those fleeting thoughts of like why am i here what am i doing
0: where these energies were present
1: yeah yeah where yeah and 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 it's it's very and normally what you feel is like a looping thought, like an obsessive mm-hmm. sort of thought. Because there are thoughts that can come and go, and if you're a meditation practitioner, mm-hmm. you get pretty practiced in non attachment of just right.
0: just watching it, let it go.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop the project. Don't let it really. But the obsessive thoughts, the thoughts that that create the compulsion to use meth, the compulsion to use. Uh, an opiate or the compulsion to buy or the compulsion to use a human right sex addiction is a very Mm -hmm. real thing um and and um, porn entrains the brain because it produces the same level of dopamine um and uh and oh i always i i always screw this one up but it's um oxytocin which is our bonding molecule like
0: didn't screw it up by the way just (laughs) took a little time
1: i was like it's 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 in there um so that's another point i would say it's the amazing thing about addiction Mm -hmm. is everything we need to be addicted Mm -hmm. exists in our body already
0: i have heard that
1: yeah yeah and we just amplify it through external substances so why do
0: we do that though what usually triggers an addiction is the question I just asked you.
1: Yeah. fear. But to expand on that, it is what I witness working in a rehab facility is mm. this inability to be with self. Mm. This like inability, like um, to me, it's the quandary of a soul and a body, right? This infinite soul. And we, you know, there's plenty of like hallmark statements of like God is love and love is everywhere, and, and yeah, and I don't mean to be pejorative in my saying that, but when you're like gotta pay the bills, you're just like, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're like whatever, like love shmuv, like give me money. Yeah. So like, and then everybody goes through their like manifestation channels, and they're like love attraction, love attraction, love attraction. So what perpet- perpetuates addiction? is this inability to be human. Mm-hmm. It's inability to be human and and because living as a infinite soul in a finite body mm-hmm. is one of our great mysteries. It's it's like the core mystery.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. what are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah.
1: like WTF <laughs> <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> yeah so so to to carry us through like one of the things that perpetuates like um, addiction is non-awareness and I want to really use David Hawking's uh, emotional scale
0: okay so, so talk to me about that you know yeah. Lisa Thorpe who originally yeah. you know started this with me, you know, mm-hmm. we co produce this show. Um, she loves him. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, talk to me about it. Yeah.
1: So, he's got two books Power versus Force, I think, is mm-hmm. his most well known and, and, um, Letting Go, The Path to Surrender, which I'm um, halfway through and it's really amazing. Mm-hmm. And he dives deep into the emotions that we know, shame being at the lowest level. And he used kinesiology, kinesiology muscle testing to mm-hmm. be able to, to discover like um, wavelengths, I guess you could say, he call, hertz of uh, emotion. So to put this into just real simple terms, like red, the color red, as a wavelength is a slow moving particle hmm. and it and so we we interpret it as red purple is a really fast ultraviolet is a faster moving part and we're particle. talking about a higher vibration yeah higher vibrations mm-hmm. and then you have all the rainbow the spectrum mm-hmm. in between so emotions are, fall on a spectrum <clears throat> and the lowest being shame the highest being peace peace uh is next to enlightenment now, what's the most fascinating about this scale is right in the middle, before you switch from what you would call negative, lower vibration, lower level emotions, or as my friend calls them, the harmonics of stupidity. <laughs> before you switch into right next to each other is pride and then courage. And according to David Hawkins, they're only 25 points away from each other
0: 25 points on a scale of yeah what?
1: um so every ev- of the vibrational scale
0: mm-hmm. so is that yeah. is that hurts yeah is that, okay hertz, yeah. wow that's close
1: i know right that's really close right yeah, for
0: those that don't know it's like yeah that's really close
1: and and when i do my when you see the addiction work mm-hmm. that is that is often the point of pride mm-hmm. I, i'm doing you know mm-hmm. i got nothing wrong yeah. The denial, like, I'm fine. I'm doing things fine. I'm good. I'm a functioning alcoholic. I'm a functioning addict. I still go to work. Mm-hmm. I still pay my bills. Yeah, maybe I was homeless that one time, mm-hmm. but I'm not homeless now. Right? Mm-hmm. Pride. Yeah. Pride is just this inability to, like, this unmovable object. Courage is the open heart. That It starts the beginning of receptivity. So that's something I would say about what do we do about really
0: so that's yeah. a lot of your work working yeah. with individuals yeah. is is to is to get to that place yeah right yeah so how do you deal with somebody that is in huge denial how do you what do you do i mean mm-hmm. but with your abilities i'm mm-hmm. imagining there's no set answer mm-hmm. you're going to navigate the waters with that person to find the opening for what acceptance self-love
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um
0: Esteem? Mm-hmm. Do you actually ask them to do things in their life to sort of give them that experience, or what? Give me an idea.
1: It's like you have. It's. It does. I just often tell people: kindergartners don't go to Harvard the next year.
0: <laughs>
1: you know. <laughs> yeah. Like very like point zero 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 maybe one <laughs> <laughs> ever just hit the ground running at age three. You yeah. know, and it's just. So what do you do is you walk them through the process of providing the language, the education about understanding the systems of the body. So biology Mm -hmm. is a very first thing of like understanding you're impacting your brain, your nervous system. What is your nervous system? What is a nerve? Like, um, why does that matter health wise? Well, your health impacts your psyche. Your psyche impacts your health. So Mm -hmm. um and then after you go through that, you kind of rise to the level of what we call cognitive behavioral therapy, which is your thoughts are things as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you start to really choose, you start to really get associated with choice versus mm-hmm. compulsion, mm-hmm. right? Compulsion just says, I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Go smoke meth. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. I'm like, go buy something. I'm uncomfortable. I can't. I can't be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. myself can't i can't sit with self can't be uncomfortable so after you start the educational piece Mm -hmm. then you start to that starts to lift people up a little bit more then you step into the sort of uh personal responsibility piece ability to respond Mm -hmm. where they can start to be like oh my choices choices consequences and really see that because a lot of what happens is blaming oh it's my mom's fault it's my Mm. dad's fault and bad environments beget more bad behavior so Mm. i'm not dismissive of that Mm. i certainly see the pain in my client's eyes when they're like i can't go back home but i have nowhere else to go Mm. and i can't go back to that environment if i want to live a different lifestyle and it is quite a struggle so uh, a lot of empathy in that area so but the highest level, I guess you could say, the level that I operate at as a psychic, is to say, let's see what's going on on the spiritual level. So, mm. biology plus spirituality equals psychology, and that's where the counselors sit. They stand in the gap of biology and spirituality, and um, and the work spiritually is to really get them connected.
0: To themselves. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To anything else? It's really ultimately to themselves. Without running.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Without denying. Without mm-hmm. creating a story that hasn't been questioned or isn't even true.
1: This is where relationships are so impactful. Mm-hmm. We, we are not islands. Um, isolation, separation is is just part of the disease Mm. it's part of the disease and again everybody is impacted by that we've all had those moments i think of there's a difference between be still and know that i am god right and and using the the phrase i am to connect, to be whether in nature or in your room or silent with music or whatever it is that gives you that lifted feeling, right? That communion feeling that's quite different than isolation mm-hmm. and hiding mm-hmm. and, and tucking the secrets away. And then just perpetuating that just like running behavior. Um, clients call it chasing the dragon. Mm-hmm. Incredible. mm
0: mm-hmm. Well, I have to. I'm sitting here going, <clears throat> I've had these experiences before,
1: mm-hmm. like,
0: and then I just reflected at what you said at the top, which was everybody experiences it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had my moments of shame, mm-hmm. and uh, actually being homeless once, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you you can have a place to live and still be homeless. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, it depends on what's going on up here. Yeah. Or what's going on in your heart. I felt that.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? there's, there's a a training of the mind. Um, so the Course of Miracles I just came across there, like the mind is where we learn, right? Mm-hmm. So in the same way that biology meets spirituality is psychology, same, right? Like our bodies, the core essence of the molecules that have come together to form the vehicle that's, you know, and going through the space and time and aging is just survival. That's it. The body is, is programmed for survival just to breathe. And in fact, the brain is split up. The human brain split up into three different things. The first is the frontal cortex, which is the meaning maker. The will to meaning, where we find purpose, right? The middle of the brain is where we keep our memories. And then there's the fornix, which is like the dream weaver part of our brain. And we can't lay down memories Mm -hmm. without emotions. The molecules of emotion, the neurotransmitters, are what lay the blueprints of memory down in our middle brain, in our animal brain. Then the very back of our brain is responsible for just temperature, Heartbeat, respiration. When people drink to blackout, they've shut off the top two parts of their brain. So they're literally in just pure animal, primal instinct, just pure survival part of our brains.
0: So it encourages and forces the whole fight flight scenario. Yes. That's why, I mean, maybe why some people, when they drink a lot, get angry, get -hmm. get hostile.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the hostility, actually, anger is one of our most mobilizing emotions. Mm -hmm. So, hostility is what you see as a hostile person Mm -hmm. is the body saying, we're about to die. Hmm. We're about to die. Get the blood flowing. Get anger going. Get this person moving, respirating. Because if we pass out, we're we're pretty much screwed and you do, you see people die from drinking or overdosing or, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um. so, so in respects of, of, uh, of the mind is, is the intercession between whatever this great infinite universe and our bodies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, our mind is where we learn, our mind is where we choose. And then someone really screwed my mind up and they're like, who's doing the choosing? And I was like, oh crap, great. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um, so it it's a it's a teaching of the mind to choose the continual thought the universe has my back um supplied for I'm not alone in this world. Everything is unfolding on time. Everything is happening perfectly. I can't imagine something that wouldn't be in my capabilities to experience. That one is Buddha slash Eckhart Tolle slash whoever's like rebranded it. <laughs> you know, it's I'm going to be on Oprah next week probably. And that's, that is, that is the pattern of thought that creates resiliency, the ability to connect um, you don't shut down when you have hard experiences. You just understand that um, that we're all diamonds in the making.
0: Hmm. Well, I know I
1: am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of diamonds out there. So, um, Well, they're made yeah. under
0: a lot of pressure, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like you can do nothing to yes. grow. A yeah. lot of people just want to sit around. I'm just going to grow.
1: Right. It's like, as if they're, I think one of the, the core concepts of an addict is they don't deserve pain. There's, and yeah. like That's
0: what they believe.
1: Like, it's sort of just like this underlying entitlement that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, I shouldn't ever be uncomfortable. This oh. is, oh, and because, you know, bio, biologically yeah. speaking, we're programmed to go towards pleasure and avoid pain, but pain is just a message that we've aren't listening to we're not willing to be like oh what what work needs to be done you to know? me that's what it is that's mm-hmm. what pain is it's mm-hmm.
0: the call it a wake-up call if you want but mm-hmm. something needs your attention
1: mm-hmm. yeah um, it just needs your love and attention the seeds are like put me in the ground if you want to have a harvest yeah put me you know versus just looking at the seeds being like plant yourself yeah yeah <laughs> just grow cut yourself sorry i'm about my dishes i'm like just do yourself (laughs) dishes (laughs) yeah so so um to sort of really kind of i like to say john madden things i always when i'm doing when i'm doing counseling with people Mm -hmm. there's so much information that comes in and and, and it can be hard to sort of like track the bullet points, like what, what things are coming up. So for those listening, I you know, whatever's been impactful up to this point, I just ask that they like maybe um, write it down, just do a couple of their own bullet points. I always say this with my clients. I'm mm-hmm. like, given the information that's come through today, what has been the most impactful, right? So at this point in the conversation, I want to kind of give pause because we've hit, I think, some different points about uh, – you know, angels and spiritually transmitted diseases, <laughs> as, you know, as <laughs> STs in that sense, if you will. Well, like addiction impacting all of us, like what, and then to really be circumspect about what that means. Um, I certainly have my struggles around it as well. And and then, you know, whatever else we've said up to this point that has really like made a, a difference, It's it's sometimes really good. And this is one of the um, habits of a healthy person is being able to come back to this moment, to this moment, to this right now, you know, right now, 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 now. Like, because there's plenty of the um, future casting, which creates anxiety, like living in the next thing, the achievement, the addiction of achievement or uh, lamenting what could have been done which is depression, like focusing on the the past. So I invite everybody to just show up now, <laughs> right now.
0: And if you're driving, it doesn't mean you're going to be riding. No. So please don't. Yeah. Just be here.
1: Yeah. Just be here. If you're operating any heavy machinery, <laughs> um, just take a breath and just be, yeah, be here. And that's... I think, one of the more potent ways to start to address addiction. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. No matter how uncomfortable it may be?
1: It's particularly uncomfortable. You know,
0: to me, I find it uncomfortable to be present sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I really just try to force myself. And I've gotten to a place where really, I have a really difficult time remembering a year ago. Mm. Or even a month ago, mm-hmm. you know, more and more of that, I'd just soon be right here. Mm-hmm. You know, the future, don't know. Sometimes, you know, planning's required.
1: Mm-hmm. We always plan from the now, though. That's like the that's one of the greatest dichotomies too. Of like, um, someone told me one time the difference between waiting and patience is waiting is believing you're not going to get it, and patience is believing you will it's like patience is like, it's coming. It might not be here right now. As Esther Hicks said, I'm not going to eat every meal I would ever eat in this moment today. I'm excited to be able to grow and learn and to be able to like go through the course of contrast. And I, th- I thought to myself, because I had a client who at age 25 had made $400,000, had cars, was addicted to cocaine, and he just, he kind of stuck the landing really young in life. And and it created the sense of boredom. And I was like, oh, because there's this, um, yeah. I guess, pressure that this like, you need to know, you need to mm-hmm. know, you have to have the certainty at age 16. Why aren't you a CEO of a company? Right. Like somehow, somehow in our denial, uh, it's somehow it's like a very reversing because I see Peter Pan's everywhere. Hmm. No one's growing up. Because of this pressure to grow up so fast. I don't really, it's like this no, really I inverse correlation. I've been seeing that.
0: I've been seeing that a lot. People yeah. have been talking, it's just way too much. People are, you know, have their kids going bang, bang, bang from one extracurricular program to another. Right. And, and I don't know if it's to keep them busy or I, I don't know why they do that. Yeah. I mean, my idea would be to take your, you know, to head for the mountains. Right. I mean, I think yeah. given where we live, yeah. the beach. The beach. I mean, right? So yeah. you're from Colorado. How long yeah. have you been here? A um, year. Okay, okay yeah. a year. So, yeah. and I've been here three, and yeah. it's just like all, you know, a couple months ago, it sort of hit me. Oh, yeah, the beach yeah. is the wilderness, you know?
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, ugh, just, you know, there's just this intense pressure mm-hmm. to just, Figure it out, and what happens is, I when I witnessed this kid who stuck the landing, I was sort of like, "Oh, I'm okay." That it's taking me time. That there's this n- unfolding that's happening, right?
0: Yeah, enjoy the trip,
1: and yeah, because at, like I remember at age 24, the Book of Miracles uh, or the Course in Miracles showed showed up in my life, and I was like, "Why would I read that? That's stupid," you know? Yeah, <laughs> like I was just not yeah. about it. But age 36 now, I'm just like, I am able to receive it in a different way. A carving has happened. They, um, uh, The amount of, as I think it was said, the amount of pain you can hold that you can tolerate mm-hmm. is also symmetrical to the amount of joy that you experience, right? The Tao, the, the yin and yang, the dark and the light, that if you can only cherry pick and say, oh, no, 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 I can't. I can't handle anything that's other than me, then other my like five beliefs that I have, that I rule my life on, these five points of view, if they go away, oh no, then you can't have very much joy either. Mm -hmm. You're you're in, you know.
0: To me, that's a principle. Yeah. I mean, it just is. Yeah. I mean, every high has a corresponding low. Mm -hmm. So it's like every behavior, it's like, you know, if you're willing to uh, experience only a little bit of life, mm-hmm. eh, you're not going to get a lot out. Mm-hmm. Sort of the man with the uh, most wood gets the warmest blaze,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice, nice. It, yeah. I love so it's, that. Yeah.
0: And, and I've you, actually been looking at that in my life, too. Mm, how so? Oh, I just want to be more involved.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's mm-hmm. like spend a lot of time here, mm-hmm. too much mm-hmm. time here. I want to be out in community
1: mm-hmm. more. So yeah that's a again just full circle is community relationship mm-hmm. is what heals addiction yep like being seen right because there's I'm a very self-contained person I think part of it might be being aquarian oh, <laughs> like that's having right, yeah. having the Aquarius like save the world nature um you know sprinkled with like. The lineage of martyrdom in my family, <laughs> hi mom and um, and family and uh, and connection like when someone really stops and just gives you presence, they're able to be there they're not making a list of the things to do. I recently had it um, reflected to me that I connect I connect over tasks mm-hmm. like if we can do a task together it's
0: like podcasting
1: yeah like podcasting. Or writing my next novel or movie. Hello, producers out there. Anyone? I'll take it. Um, let's get together over coffee. Fine. But if I just have to show up mm-hmm. with nothing to do,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm like very vulnerable space.
0: See, that's, that's what I love. Mm. I love to just like show up and create. Go, okay, great. We have these ingredients, <laughs> this ingredient. It's like cooking. You just go to someone's refrigerator, start pulling stuff out, and <laughs> you make something. Yeah. I like that.
1: Yeah. And... And so, but what I would say is that that's, everyone has their own way of being in relationship. Right. And so your relationship,
0: relationship, you have to have, there has to be, it has to be on the calendar. And there <laughs> has to be a task associated. You must love Google Calendar.
1: I'm like, let's color code this. We'll get together. It'll be like a 10 minute <laughs> sesh, maybe an hour, depending if I'm interested in you or not. <laughs> I have double, I have double booked everything just in case. So that's sort of like <laughs> hedging your bets, are you? Yeah, hedging my bets. So, but it's really um so to just come back to to the the solution for addiction is connection, right? It's human mm-hmm. connection, mm-hmm. but it's also connection to to nature, to God, to those because you need um, to have a pulse in order to have life. You need expansion, mm-hmm. which there's a big part of the hippie community slash every festival ever created that's like, woo, expansion! Yeah. You know, and then people come home and they just drop. They're just exhausted. Right. Contraction, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you need both mm-hmm. for there to be life. And I think what happens is that you esteem you start to esteem one over the other Mm -hmm. male over female Mm -hmm. dark over light right like um like money over charity or whatever you start to really pick sides Mm -hmm. you start to like live very in the extreme black and white thinking and so uh so so the the healing happens through a relationship, through the integration, through acceptance, through I can just be who I am, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. I just want everybody who's dealing with an addiction right now just receive that. Like, it's okay. You're okay. It's like you're not bad. You're not, you know, the resulting things that have been chosen may have created bad consequences. But life has a learning curve. And love, the greatest force ever, has a freaking learning curve, right? You have to kiss a lot of toads sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, really?
1: Yeah, yeah. And the, you have to. You have. It's like that's the that's the miracle of being in a body is to learn choice and consequence, action mm-hmm. and reaction.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Two months ago, it sort of dawned on me that all life is is one experience after another. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you're not experiencing. Mm-hmm. And experiencing can be absolutely doing nothing. Mm-hmm. That is an experience. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, oh, okay, great. Just experience it. Feel it. Mm-hmm. Breathe it like you just did. Mm-hmm. You know. So last week, I'm going to do a plug for trevorgreenmusic.com. So a friend and I went to CD release party mm-hmm. in San Diego at World Beat. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it absolutely connected me to a community and the earth. Mm. You know, didgeridoo, guitar, Navajo dancers. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And deep, deep drums, deep yeah. rhythm, the drum, the pulse of the earth. Yeah. And I it's just like, you know, sorry, I might get addicted to this. Yeah. But not forever. Yeah. But I you know, it's like, uh
1: anyway. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, you you go, you do the community thing, you get involved, you experience something, you feel lightness, you feel a part of something, and then you come home and shrink. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, that's that's life.
1: Yeah, that's the pulse of life.
0: So, be and being comfortable with that uncomfortableness, mm-hmm. and then like you know, okay, great, I want more. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of the nature of addiction, right? I mean, yeah, and it's, it's more complex.
1: Addiction. That, right? There's a rigidity. That's what I would say. Okay. There's rigidity to the, to the, um, I'm just going to stay tight and contracted. Cause I'm getting something out of like, I'm so strong in this fear, you know, yeah. like, or, um, or just pushing the boundaries, just mm-hmm. going out further and further and more and more and more and push and push and push and mm-hmm. push. So my friend, uh, gave me such a great definition for sobriety. They said sobriety is emotional maturity. Hmm. And addiction is anything we do to stop us from feeling our feelings.
0: Anything we do that stops us, that we stop ourselves. Yeah, we stop ourselves. From feeling our feelings. From feeling
1: our feelings, Right. Wow. Yeah, very so just to boil it down to make it super super simple mm-hmm. to something that creates chaos, complication, confusion, mm-hmm. disconnection is that um sobriety is emotional maturity and emotional maturity is just being conscious about your choices.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Being like, "Oh, I chose that." Oh, Interesting. It created created this experience, and I can choose, and then choose, and then choose, and then choose, and oh, look, it created that experience. Oh, now I can choose. Because what happens, and this is, I see this with marriage all the time, is on some effing day in April, Mm -hmm. you know, someone's like, let's get an altar, and we're going to make some vows that are supposed to just be forever, right? Well, vows are like milk. They have an expiration date, and you need to renew them. You know, you don't just buy one jug of milk and be like, for the next 30 years, (laughs)
0: Well, it's not going to be milk at some yeah, point.
1: Right? But this is the only milk ever. <laughs> you have to you have to go renew it. You've got to get... And so, I think that's something people... Um, the rigidity in addiction is that you make a choice, mm-hmm. and then you're locked in mm-hmm. to that. That there's no redemption. There's no renewal for mm-hmm. you. You are just a sinner, and you are bad, and you are forever fallen. There's going to be no forgiveness. And my favorite definition of forgiveness is abandoning the hope that the past could have been any different than it was, right? The past was your your learning curve. And then Steve Marboli he always says, my setback is my stage for my comeback.
0: My setback is my stage for my comeback. How mm-hmm. fabulous reframe. Yeah. And I'm sure you know what that is.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 The bow and arrow effect. A, a bow has to be... Pulled back ever so tightly, mm-hmm. almost to where it's uncomfortable on the hand that's pulling it back. Mm-hmm. Before that arrow can be ever launched forward, mm-hmm. into like and guess where the arrow goes? It's it's heading towards a target, but between the target and the, it being released, it's in this great unknown. Mm-hmm. It's in the mystery, and to because I'm a quote uh, person, I would say my other favorite quote and uh, by is ascribed to Osho is that courage is a love affair with the unknown.
0: Courage is a love affair with the unknown. Of course, you know, folks, you're listening to this. And if you're accustomed to going to alternativehealthtools.com, you're going to have to like go there and look at all the show notes because I'm going to include a link to everything.
1: <laughs> totally.
0: We're pro- you know, Usually the show notes say, okay, this is, this is uh, who you are, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to drop in a whole bunch of quotes and <laughs> links. And-
1: <laughs> you guys no. are going to be resourced, resourced, to yeah. come into that healing power of relationship yeah. and co- of connection for yeah. sure.
0: So this feels like uh, the other night I was exposed to uh the notion mm-hmm. that uh yeah we're, we're not we're not gonna like think outside of the box we're gonna create a new one
1: mm.
0: you know so mm-hmm. that's what this feels like to me mm-hmm. in terms of people's you know oh wow i i don't i can just drop everything i thought about whatever i thought about addiction mm-hmm. my addiction mm-hmm. and maybe i can just like with your help
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know create some uh, create a new box
1: with that, so the two things I would add as far as okay. like a new paradigm, right? Yes. If we're just going to crack this open a little bit, is I tell my clients, I say, listen, you have a wisdom mm-hmm. that I won't have. I do not have the wisdom of being an alley, chasing down a drug dealer, having time in jail, getting shot, and still being here. Yeah. Still. Somehow, some intelligence was like your life is still precious enough that you've made it to a rehabilitation center. Amazing life training—we call it sort of life support because we're taking, Mm -hmm. um, we're we're rising people from the depths and trying to get them the education so they can go forth and make different decisions. Whether they do or not, Mm -hmm. we never know. Mm -hmm. After they leave, it's it's really it's a bit challenging because
0: well, it's like being a chemo nurse.
1: Yeah. You yeah. know it's like they are yeah. done
0: with their treatment and, or whatever and they leave and you just don't know
1: you just don't but you just hope that you can do the best so the so the paradigm is like there's that I don't think people hear enough is there is like wisdom. That comes when you look back at the choices you've made and you're able to first be responsible and take ownership of those consequences mm. and then be like, did I like those consequences? Mm. But that's wisdom, right? And being able to apply the experience moving forward to create something different. Where if you want, if you like that experience to keep going down that road, I will say no one ever I have, have I seen uh, really loves their addiction. Mm. They don't love the addiction. They don't. It's like it's a, it's a it's an abusive relationship. It's a very abusive, uh, like uh, okay so, trauma relationship. Yeah. So
0: it's a relationship with who or what?
1: The relationship is with the um, the ideas that are created through mm-hmm. the drug, right? Through the psychosis, the the fallacy of fear that this is this is the best I can do um, to be able to medicate myself mm-hmm. with with again whatever substance is out there or whatever perpetual action you're doing Mm -hmm. that, um, step one and a, that makes your life unmanageable. My Mm -hmm. life has become unmanageable Mm -hmm. and that, that sense of being beyond your capacities, uh, you know, creates the addiction. So the thing outside of the box is great. You know what? Fine. Go make your choices. Go make your choices in life. You know, we wage wars. We do, we have this dichotomy. We're not going to escape it as long as we're human. But um, the power is in the wisdom that comes from it. And the second thing I would say, the outside of the box, just really crack this open, is that um, 90% of what we think and feel isn't ours, anyways. It's not ours. It's like we're picking up, our body is picking up. Think about all the different tones and sensations and feelings and everything that we're not conscious of. 90% of it is like, they say we use 10% of our brain. So 90% is like in this, like Plato's cave or whatever, right? This cavern. So so wouldn't it then make sense that there's other dimensions absolutely other other um, whether alien dimensions if you want to go that far out or or spiritual dimensions that that are impacting the way our being is showing up right, and so when I say that, I say that there are negative forces if you are choosing to use substances to medicate, to escape, to not be with self, well, you better believe you're going to get a crew of people, of spiritual forces that are going to help you stay that course, right? And I also tell my clients that death is not the worst thing. Living hell on earth is and perpetuating that is because we can actually harness our addictions to create heaven on earth, We can do that. We can, and it's just, it's through, and Viktor Frankl said it, through making a decision. And the decision is to find will to meaning, purpose, direction, empathy, giving back, connection, 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 connection. I hope people are getting it. <laughs> I hope you're getting it that it's about relationship and connection and not the fake connection we get through our iPhones or through whatever it's that human to human touch and in our interaction that really like shifts everything shifts yeah. a lot yeah yeah
0: I've been working really hard on this podcast to not talk too much <laughs> because it's like one of the gifts I'm aware of and within myself is uh-huh. I can just be here and you can just open up right yeah just. And I'm grateful for that. Mm. Absolutely grateful. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of curious about, without names or anything else, but is there a particular case that you may have worked on, either in the rehab center mm. or outside, whatever, mm-hmm. that sort of stands out in your mind as an example of a transformation and maybe what that process is about? Just oh, one.
1: I'm so glad you asked.
0: <laughs> just, just one. Just one. No names,
1: no names, never. And I just again <laughs> that I I want to honor that there is a privileged seat I have being mm-hmm. a counselor and and my role as a counselor is not an accident. It's something that like grabbed me and pulled me <laughs> over and over again to be in this. and so I know the sacredness of that relationship. Mm-hmm. So in sharing this, and uh, it, it's gonna be pretty general. And, and more of my experience of it. So oftentimes when I'm having conversations with clients or whatever, um, ancestors like grandma, grandpa come, come step forward. You'll hear mediums say this often. Oh, like S just step forward. And she wants to say something to you like grandma Ethel or whatever. So, um, our angels will come in and it's, it's just, I can't ever like see them like you would with your physical eye, but I have a kinesthetic of knowing that mm-hmm. they're there. And so that's part of uh, a clairvoyant or a clairaudient ability. And with this particular person, I was like, well, your mom uh, has passed away. Let's check in. Let's check in with her. Right. Cause I, you know, cause it was sort of a curiosity of this person and, and we had time and, Uh, so I check in and then I see something that is like, um, garnered through years of experience of doing this. And I, I really want to emphasize just how serious and real this is. And it's not to be messed with, right? Like do not try this at home if you don't have the, the practice and the connection or whatever, this is some serious work. So When I looked at the energy of her mom, all these other demons, what you would call, or poltergeists, or different energies came through as well. So as I'm having this conversation, um, the image I got was the essence of mom was very, very small and was surrounded by all these negative energies. Mm. So um, Because mom had died through overdose. Mm. So the work of course the the person i was having a conversation with was freaked out right It mm-hmm. was like mm-hmm. you could just ha- had that prickles up the back and just that like the body sensations it was like ah but there's i there's a knowing there yeah there's a knowing there's like a, mm, i can feel this there's like a knowing and it was for me it was just witnessing like i was so calm in that space. I wasn't afraid. I didn't have fear. I had what you would call the peace that passes understanding. And I was mm-hmm. very much like, all right, Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, Archangel Uriel, Archangel Gabriel, stand at the four corners and whatever comes through, maybe for our best and the highest good. That's generally an intention prayer that I set. And then if you could have seen what was happening like in real time at that moment, the place we were at looked like the battle of Braveheart, you know, like, like it looked like spiritual warfare was happening. And, um, part of my practice being raised in the Pentecostal church is praying in tongues, which is the intercession of the Holy spirit for you. And I just told her, I was like, this is going to get weird. (laughs) It's going to get weird. But that, that kind of came through. And so what happened is that was one conversation. Then 48 hours later, we stepped into another conversation and, um this person was transformed she was like i get it i'm meant to be a light worker I've been running from this. I've been afraid this whole time. I've known something's been here. I've been unwilling to face it. Like, I haven't known how to do it. She's like, I have this particular sensation on, in my body I'm picking up. I'm clearing that out. Started and then started to do the work. And what I would say, and again, um, judgment withheld, that part of the process for her was using, utilizing pagan rituals, which is like using lavender, using selenite, using crystals, using um, like hot baths, using like music and things like that was her way in to starting to accept that she was a light worker, that that was the work that was supposed to be done. But there was such a powerful block there on a spiritual level that first needed to be acknowledged. Oh, and this is the part that was like the kicker. Cause it was like, wow, where did this energy come from? Like, what is this? Is that in, um, this person's particular lineage, there was a spell that was cast against men, like a really potent, awful hmm. spell. And that created this like domino effect through the female side of her family of spite. <laughs> spite. Spite. It was named spite. Spite. The energy of like spite of just like hate towards men, but hate like punishment, but like love me, don't love me, seduction. Mm -hmm. As a side note, The Art of Seduction, great book. (laughs) Kind of really can get you clear on this type of stuff, if it is in your family as well. And so, what happens is when we, that's how powerful choice is, is it becomes a thing. Thoughts become things, meaning that when you have those choices, if you cast a spell like that, or you have this negative, deep energy, it can turn into an entity into itself. It can turn into almost like a being of, of darkness and itself. So that was clear. I was like, this happened, choice was made, ran through your family, clear that lineage, open you up to step in to be the person. Because um, in the Navajo, the sins of the father, right, are passed to the son. And they believe it's seven generations back, right? right. Se- right. For seven right. generations. Again, as a side note, constellation therapy or Hellinger therapy helps clear that kind of stuff. So that's some of what was happening we lifted that in 48 hours and 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 now this person's starting to take the steps to really like face it to finally be fearless and face it and that is creating the transformation, and that's and that's where I come in as a counselor. Because if you start a process like that, mm-hmm. this is where I see psychics all the time drop mm-hmm. the ball. Right. You have like right. an hour, you have all this like information comes through, but what is that person's? How are they supposed right. to integrate it right. back into their I've life?
0: I've seen a ton of that myself. Yeah, it's irritating.
1: <laughs> well, it kind of perpetuates addiction because then there's a. Uh, that that person is now disempowered because they're reliant on the psychic,
0: right? Well, it also yep. brings up this whole thing of um, um, workshop junkies, right? <laughs> oh, she's laughing, but you you know what I'm <laughs> talking about, don't you? Yes, they get they they just you know there's you know they're that's an addiction,
1: yeah, yeah. Just um, because I I think that when you know I, there's a joke my friend told me when you're a conduit you con do it <laughs> you, can. <laughs> you can do it <laughs> you know you
0: can do it. Yeah. yeah yeah that's good
1: yeah yeah and we all have we're all endowed with the capacity and we're all working with this thing called time mm-hmm. that's a great it's one of the great equalizers so, fascinating yeah
0: so that's a, that was a really good example mm-hmm. yeah you want to talk about yeah light worker mm-hmm Light work mm-hmm. can get a little heavy. Light work can <laughs>
1: get yes. Yeah. And so um, I think that that's the thing that I would, that would be the wish that I would have for everybody is when they're looking at their addiction, that the addiction is kind of a perpetuation of shame. Like I am bad. Mm-hmm. Or guilt, I have done something bad. If mm-hmm. you can even get from shame to guilt, you're still up a level, mm-hmm. you know, right? right? But that there, I'm just not worthy of this life, or I, the self esteem issues, or mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and um, and yeah, yeah. that's a so big, this is big part of it. That's yeah. Great.
0: So I'm just sort of curious. You know the work of uh, Byron Katie, yes, which I absolutely love, and yes. Brene Brown, yes. Great. Yes. So, how does how does what you do intersect with with those two?
1: Well, uh, what I know, Byron Katie is most famous for is—is is this true?
0: Can you absolutely know this is true? Can you know this is the true. four questions? The truth. Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Truth feels a very particular way when it's spoken. I do just recognize this, and uh,
0: say that one more time.
1: Truth feels a just. It just feels like a yes when it's spoken. It just you have this like uh, just energy in your body that comes when you're like, oh yeah, that's that's true. And
0: um, yeah, and it's it's not it's not uh, isolated in the head. No, it's whole body experience. You
1: feel it in the body. It's almost like just this. It's like grounding and releasing at Mm -hmm. the same time. And I think uh, it got spoken at the center that I work at recently where a client finally after all, you know, deflection, denial, faking, blah, 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 bullshit, bullshit, bullshit was finally like, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. And as soon as was, it was so subtle that the client didn't even catch it, they were like, I didn't say that. Because the truth was something that was just, just, it was there. And then when but you feel it, you feel that truth. So how does truth integrate into what I do is that is very much a, the relationship is truth and trust and trust and truth. And it's like, you, you have to have an open mind to trust that. Like this lady's not crazy angels. What is she talking about with angels? What is she talking about with dimensions? Why does that even matter to me? Screw it. Let's go get some coffee,
0: (laughs) right? Let's get
1: legal drugs. Let's like, let's ignore any of this. So there's, is this true is something that is the guiding light is the compass for all of us to be able to like live our calling mm-hmm. to live our calling and uh, take us down whatever road we need for our best and highest good mm-hmm. for our learning. And sometimes that road will include like the redemption of coming back from using. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and when it comes to miss Brene Brown, hi, hi. <laughs> I follow you on Instagram uh, and everywhere else. Um, is her the most impactful piece of her work? I think was around courage. Around her, I th- what really launched her was, of course, the TED talk mm-hmm. about studying shame and studying courage, being courageous. And that's very much what we've talked about is the levels of emotion how that works is my intention as a counselor is to pro- provide people with the tools and the knowledge to uh, raise their own vibrations, like raise it up, you know, like rise up, rise up. So those two in conjunction, um, Byron Katie, Miss Katie and Brene Brown together is like how do you take truth from this abstract idea into an application that creates living courageously? Boom. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Love it. Love it.
1: Yeah. So, um, so again, the, the pieces are that you can be, you can live free from addiction. Um, in that you create a relationship to harness it Mm -hmm. in a different direction, Mm -hmm. right? So it doesn't have to be your master.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've heard it said before by people that are really into addiction therapy and stuff, is you can't really get rid of the Mm -hmm. energy. It needs to be transformed Mm -hmm. into something else. Mm -hmm. So maybe you become, this is simplistic, but you become addicted to something that's healthy. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So in your experience, simple example, maybe not so simple, huh? No, oh, of things that are... So maybe somebody that had... or right. A situation where somebody has an unhealthy addiction, uh-huh. and what they do is eh, switch it to something healthy.
1: I'm going to give a plug to my friend. Yay. Love it. Um, Chris Bailey, who... Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris, um, who walked across America. He spent his train wreck train 20s using, having crazy relationships Um homeless and part of an affluent family and then uh, has a twin brother, Bobby. Hi, Bobby, who found him, went out one day searching for his brother and found him on the streets. He hmm. had um, cut his head open and they rode out six days or some amount of time in a motel six and um, Chris white knuckled it and detoxed in that hotel room that week. And then he had to walk um, to his AA meetings and he got the inspiration. Okay, I'm going to just walk. America, I'm going to keep walking. So it all last year, it took seven months to walk from LA to New York. um, And I talked to him on occasion and he's like, the, the largest battle is that with the the loud chaotic mind that's, that's mm-hmm. all, the, the critic mm-hmm. that's after me, you know, mm-hmm. that's like, you're not good enough. You're not whatever. But his transformation is where he used to not be able to sit with discomfort mm-hmm. um, is now pursuing the knowledge of raising your vibration. He's like, I'm obsessed with self help. I'm obsessed with that. And he's, and he's very much human. He's very much in his healing process. Um, And we sort of, we have our own little wizard wars when we talk sometimes, because he'll, for the most time, he's like, you're always out knowing me. (laughs) And I'm like, it's not a competition. It sort of is a competition. Um, But um, that would be my greatest example of taking some. That that spirit of um, intensity mm-hmm. and and being intense about mm-hmm. voracious about knowledge, you right. know, voracious about that. And then I want to add to this is it's really interesting watching his evolution, being witness to it because he's hitting this point where voracious about knowledge has now come into voracious about feeling. Mm. Just feel it. Mm-hmm. Just feel it. Mm-hmm. Like like speak, still the words. <laughs> And just like feel the flow, feel yeah. the flow.
0: So what I'm sort of perceiving this whole thing is, is in this walk and everything he's doing, he becomes an inspiration for others. Mm-hmm. If he did it, I can do it. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's 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 even more than personally taking some addiction and turning it into. Well, I'm going to take this meth addiction. I'm going to be the greatest bowler in the world. Or right. I, I mean, right. it's some. Right. He's like actually doing something that's inspiring because yeah. obviously, yeah. That will be in the show notes. Obviously, I'm going to go check him out. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we'll have a conversation after the show about having him on the show. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you yeah. know, because I'm all about this, and and Lisa Thorpe, mm-hmm. I'm going to love this show. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, yeah. Lisa.
1: So the um, the thing I would say about that too is that that's the twelfth step, right? So mm-hmm. first, my life is unmanageable. Step, 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 mm-hmm. and then you come into like now be of service, like take this mess. Now that you've had a transformation, Mm -hmm. take this message. And something that was pointed out to me is you don't get to skip steps, whether it's in the 12-step process Mm -hmm. or in your life. Mm -hmm. When you try to fast-track it, you will always, you will always, I have never seen a case, I do not know of a case, whether it's Paris Hilton or anybody else, you have to learn at the pace you were meant to. To learn, but people that try to skip steps can all do. the time—you can. It's just I don't know what law is out there, but you can't skip steps, right? And one of the most important steps is like if you're going to be a light worker, then you are going to be an inspiration. Inspiration simply meaning spirit within us. Yeah, you know, you're just gonna, and that is my gift. Is I speak spirit. I speak spirit. No, I, I translate I feel it. spirit. I feel it. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I got it. So we may have covered it and uh, everything.
1: <laughs> everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, not everything. But take
1: that, Ken Wilber <laughs> theory of everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, sometimes I like to ask. I think you've already said it though, but mm-hmm. but in terms of health, mm. what is uh, like the number one thing for everyone to know, or another way to put it mm-hmm. is if there was one thing everybody needed to know or hear mm. what would it be
1: integration instead of separation integration that your your experiences all of them are valuable mm-hmm. and to to end um the tool of integration mm-hmm. for those who are For those inquiring minds and bodies and hearts that want to know is gratitude. I love it. Thank you. Thank you, body. Thank you for waking up today. Thank you for breathing. Thank you, lungs. Thank you for digesting my food. Thank you that I can taste my food. Thank you for hearing this beautiful music. Thank you. Even if you have a crippled body or whatever, thank you for the hug that I can give. Thank you for the smile that I can share. Thank you for the light that's coming into my eyes. Thank you for, for being a participant in this world. Thank you for, you know, reminding me as a man thinketh, so is he. I, I, um, you know, thank you for, for the depth of relationship. And experience I have because of you, body. Thank you, thank you, and that that will that is one of and it and it gets harped on and often, um, you know, turned into a to do list. Be grateful, right? Like, get your journals out and write everything down. And for some, that's really helpful, that mm-hmm. really does ground it, but ultimately. Uh, if you want to move away from the isolation and separation and come into health and come into balance and be in the Tao is to be, thank you, masculine side of me. Thank you, feminine side of me. Thank you, eternal force. Thank you. Thank you. And again, that's a that's one of the quotes is if the only prayer you ever say is thank you, that will be enough.
0: I believe that was Eckhart, Meister Eckhart.
1: I believe so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and whomever else rebranded it, <laughs>
0: <laughs> including Christian's Reverend Christian Sorensen at Seaside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wrote about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be my that would be my health tip. Above all else, else is that and um, the the gratitude and gratitude requires humility. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you
0: sort of have to be on your knees yeah. with this one. Yes, that's yeah. My favorite Christmas song is not played often enough, mm-hmm. oh holy night, mm-hmm. which absolutely brings me to my knees.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so in the in the realm of addiction, just saying that the the power, the core the core place of transformation comes through um, this understanding choice. And decision, and I say, I often say, this is my quote: that choice is the God force within. That choice is where we experience that Creator, that God inside of us. That the moment we choose, we say we choose, we make a decision to take action. There's nothing more powerful than a human in action. There's just not. There's no force like. And and so, what I would say is. Uh, addiction is really taking ownership of your choices. Like the curing of addiction, the the transformation of it. So instead of creating hell on earth mm. through the perpetuation of using and those lower vibration energies, is to take full responsibility of your choices. The wild horses mm. that are your choices, right, mm-hmm. and to bridle them mm-hmm. and and get get in that like get behind them and whoosh! yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. and then you have momentum in a completely different direction. Yeah, I got,
0: I got to say, it's um, for me. You've turned addiction, looking at and all the rest of it, into something quite exciting. Mm-hmm. In terms of, oh my god, I'm alive. Mm-hmm. You know, just feeling alive.
1: Mm-hmm. It is a powerful, powerful force, and um, and and again, I just. It just lights me up in a way when I get to be able to, like, be the guide, the liaison for people to, like, rise up. Yeah. Rise up. Yeah. And do it differently.
0: Yeah. This is, you know, it's it's so funny because in life, you know, all of a sudden you start noticing things. so. So it was the other night Uh was at Seaside Center Uh was Earth Care. Kelly Sorensen has uh, uh, Seaside Sisters. Mm -hmm. They did a um, film screening of This Changes Everything, Mm -hmm. which was amazing Mm -hmm. because it it was incredibly empowering. But I realized just like, you know, just like global warming, Mm -hmm. climate change, Mm -hmm. it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a new way of looking at everything. Mm -hmm. It's just like, like I said earlier, don't want to think outside the box. We're going to have to create a create new one. Create a new one. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And um, and that's the, a conversation for another time. I think if we're if we're yep. going to start at the level of addiction and move through, um, there's some structure that I've created for, called breakup rehab. Um, yeah, I was, yeah, I wanted to talk about that, yeah. so let's. Yeah. So Breakup Rehab is my book where I took the 12 steps from AA and I rewrote them for people going through breakups because mm-hmm. I really saw that need. that, um, and, and science is really backing me up on this mm-hmm. uh, years later, that's saying we go through physical withdrawal when someone leaves our life, mm-hmm. when we when we have a romantic breakup, mm-hmm. and specific to romantic relationships for this particular thing. But it's the new... 12 steps to start Mm -hmm. over stronger, um, to really say like, you know, to, to then, uh, go through a structured program. Again, you can't skip steps to start with forgiveness Mm -hmm. and then understand the ownership and how did I create what I created? And, and, and then I would say the biggest part is to surrender Mm -hmm. to the fact that we all have free will. So if someone's not in your life, if that relationship ended, it was love's way of saying I'm going to expand further, okay? Mm. So the co- confines of this relationship were were fostering we're like dough leavening, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're teaching you, and you rose to a certain point, but because love is trying to work and flow through you constantly to to bring you to the highest place. If a relationship ends, it's because love is going to flourish and grow. Whether um, and I reframed being single because being single just feels. Bad. <laughs> it feels bad. It feels like an afternoon of PetSmart being like, which cat this month? <laughs> or whatever, as the, as the worn out joke goes. And um, when you're single, that is love's opportunity to help you practice wholeness. Mm hmm. To practice the Tao, to yeah. practice the balancing of masculine and feminine, and that is part of the book. And then you go through the rest of the steps to really have to be handheld through this process through the valley of the shadow. Mm-hmm. It, I was just thinking of the other night about the stories I'm hearing in rehab from these guys because they're losing relationships too, right? Sure. They've yeah. like they it's awkward to find like healthy relationship and mm-hmm. and so. Um, I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh, my dark night of the soul looks like it has a dimmer switch <laughs> compared, <laughs> compared to that. I was like, they have been like lights, like out, no stars in mine. I'm just like, oh, it's just moderately com- in comparison, in comparison sometimes. And um, so so breakup rehab, start over stronger, is a uh, a course of transformation, really. And it's really to help people use that that point in time that Mm -hmm. moment to really become stronger
0: where can they get the book
1: it's currently on amazon right now here's the secret
0: oh i love secrets here's
1: a really great secret is this book is an indie project right now Mm -hmm. it's like independent very underground and 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 the cover looks a little bit like the zombie apocalypse i was making design decisions while going through my breakup so it's like gritty and it's going to be going away, possibly.
0: That's a secret. Yes. No kidding.
1: It's going to be going away, in that there, it's in the process of being pitched to different publishing houses. Oh, so really? what is is if someone wants the pure nature of the indie book
0: before the editors get to it? Before the
1: editors get to it, right? That just now is the time to go to Amazon and pick it
0: up. Or they can get it to you from, from your website if it goes away? Yeah, they can. Don't you have copies in your garage or something? I don't. Have, you not, what? I'm not
1: hoarding any. So this is a very, very, you know, like... What,
0: hoarding's not your addiction? <laughs> no. On this one, it should be. No.
1: No, no this is a very special time frame okay. of where if if... If there, if you're in a breakup right now and you want the book, the manual, mm-hmm. like it's on, mm-hmm. it's that's where you can get it. Is on Amazon. Okay, and that's where and it's I would called say what
0: they search for:
1: breakup rehab,
0: mm-hmm.
1: start over stronger.
0: Okay, great. Yeah. I, I mean, I knew that. Yeah. I just wanted to, for Jenny or Fred or whoever's <laughs> out there, it's like, what, what did she say? What was the name of the book? Yes. I just wanted to make sure they got yes. it. You know,
1: breakup rehab, start over stronger,
0: Amazon.com. <laughs> <laughs> And if they want to get in touch with you on your website, it is.
1: My website is transformnowcounseling.com.
0: transformnowcounseling.com. Yep,
1: all all one word and um, and there's lots of exciting changes. We'll revisit this in a different podcast possibly that's come no, that, no, are, no. that are coming I'm, I'm, up.
0: I'm inviting you back. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So what's the what, what do you want to do next?
1: If we do the next podcast, it really is going to be diving deep into the the elements of breakup rehab, the twelve the twelve okay. new steps, and um, and talking about just how powerful of a transition that is. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to create any problems, but maybe I should get a copy. You know.
1: Yes. You know, of course. Just I
0: mean, everybody breaks up. <laughs> of course. I want to start a relationship just so I can have a deep. <laughs> profound relationship and then break up so I can use the book? No, I don't think so.
1: I can't tell you how many people have, when I, they're like, I needed this book three years ago, or I needed this book, like, whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's I would say, although uh, the title is, you know, specific to that space and time. It's relevant. Oh, sure. It's relevant in, in your growth or your ability to do relationship. But more so, I always tell people, start with the book if that's where you're at in relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to go next level of relationship, mm-hmm. we'll work together one on one. That's that's what's really gonna duh <laughs> it's gonna make the difference for yeah, sure. Some yeah,
0: people can get a hold of you there. Yeah.
1: Oh. Right. Transform now. Council.
0: Anything Counseling. else you want to cover?
1: Not at this point, um, I like I just want to send love across the airwaves and mm-hmm. say that for everybody that listened, I hope that I uh, received the transmission and that you feel a little bit of a lift and mm-hmm. and that 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 there's a greater understanding uh, that you know there's, there's more to life than one perspective of addiction.
0: Nice, yeah, so for myself, I am grateful. No, I'm really grateful. Boy, this chance meeting, <laughs> mm-hmm. this chance meeting at uh, La Costa Roaster.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm grateful for them.
1: Yes, yes. You know, I will say the synchronicities abound. And and if I gave anybody homework or assignment from mm-hmm. this today, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, please.
1: Uh, is to that signs are everywhere, synchronicities are everywhere, miracles are always happening. Miracles is defined by any time you choose love over fear. Mm. Like there, so miracles are ever present. And on the day that I met you, I always go to the same coffee shop. But on that day, the girlfriend I was meeting was like, "I don't want to drive all the way down to see you." I was like, "Fine," I was amenable. And just threw on my tracksuit and and poof, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was about, and um, it was about following the the flow. the flow, following the flow. And so, what I would say is for you to find the flow, mm-hmm. you just you just have to be here now, now, right now, <laughs> right now, <laughs> and take a breath. And thank you so much for listening.
0: You're welcome. Come visit us at uh, www.alternativehealthtools.com. Lots of places to interact and leave a message, and I think we're going to have Rebecca back. After this talk with Rebecca, it was really obvious we wanted to go on and do an episode on Breakup Rehab, Start Over Stronger, which is her book, which, by the way, is in limited supply on Amazon. So after listening to this episode here, and you like what you heard, you may want to head over to Amazon and get the book, Breakup Rehab, Start Over Stronger, and read it in preparation to our next episode with Rebecca, part two. And we will be live blabbing at some point. So if you'd like to find out when that's going to be scheduled, head over to alternativehealthtools.com and opt into the email list. And oh yeah, there's also going to be a part three with Rebecca coming full circle to what we all want to know about choosing love.